Attention Strictly Hoop Talk and Strictly Hip Hop listeners. Fans, you know I've been talking about this clothing line forever, but Anti Forever USA is where you need to be to get dope clothes, man. I'm telling you, I just got a hoodie in the mail today. It is awesome. It is one of their premium uh, hoodies, and they have they have so much more, though, than hoodies. They have beanies. They have hats. They have long sleeves. They have t-shirts. They have everything, and they got more stuff coming soon. I was just told that they have more stuff coming soon, so fans... Go to Anti Forever USA today and remember to use the special co- promo code PLATTY to get 10% off your purchase. That's P-L-A-T-T-E. And make sure you know that the P is capital. The link will be in the description of the podcast. Shop Anti Forever USA today. AntiForeverUSA.com Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. This is an album review, and joining me is the one, the only, Will Gill, one half of Hip Hop Review podcast page. You guys know that that we're great friends. We've worked together. I've been on their pod. He's been on my pod. I still got to lock Vontae the Pro down to come on this pod, but, you know, it's all love, and Will Gill always... Always bodies every podcast he does with me. He bodied the two classic album reviews. He even bodied some NBA podcasts for me. So I appreciate you, Will Gill, for joining me once again. How you doing? Oh, man. You know, whenever somebody introduces you like that, you always have to come back on the pod. Thank you for the kind words, Chris <laughs> Platty. And I just want to say, man, it's an honor to be here now, especially Chris Platty, a signed podcast member, Platty Hyde, a man now working with Dead and Hip Hop. Congratulations. I just want to say that before we start our podcast. Thank you, man. And in the, in the wise words of Kayla Mitchell, Platty on high demand. Platty on high demand. <laughs> yeah, that's tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so th- thank you. Yeah, it's really, been, it's really been that long since we've collaborated on a pod. Now that everything's out in the open and everything. Uh, yeah, it's thank you, man. It, it's great. I, I, lo- I love it. It's the start of something new for the podcast. So make sure before we jump into this album review, and this is some game that you specifically gave me. So I've been I've been doing it since. I don't know if you've been checking my pods, but I've been plugging myself in the beginning too because I noticed that even though I be getting all these hits, I don't think I don't think people stay to the end because I don't be getting as much followers as you <laughs> as you at the Hip Hop Review Podcast page. So follow me on Twitter at Real Chris Platty. That's real. Chris Platty, C H R I S P L A T T E. And if you don't know how to spell real, don't follow. And um, <laughs> write a review on iTunes, please. I'm going to be shouting out iTunes reviews soon. And Will Gill, what's your what's your Twitter? It's I am Will Gill, right? Yeah, it's a. Uh, honestly, I don't know it, but if you guys want to find us, uh, find me personally, you can find us on H H R underscore underscore 
pod that's the uh hip hop review podcast uh page and i'll be tweeting on there so if you guys want to get in contact with me you gotta find me there and go ahead and uh drop a review for my man chris platty you know he's been doing this for a while i know y'all out there listening drop my man five stars it's not that hard he'd be putting in that work he deserve a little pat on the back Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. So go go follow Lil Gil. I'll make sure, um, as always, everybody knows this, that I put uh, the guest's contact information in the description of the podcast as well as I tag them uh, when I post the podcast. So make sure to follow Lil Gil. Now, let's get here to talk. Uh, Logic, everybody. His third studio album, uh, technically a follow-up to his... I'm just going to say an awful mixtape, Bobby Tarantino. If you guys listened to my podcast last year, I did. Uh, it was one of the quarter podcasts with Kalo and Chris. And um, we talked about Bobby Tarantino. This is shortly after it was released. And I didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like it. Uh, Logic fans seemed to love it because, you know, that Rat Pack is very strong. He's got one of the strongest fan base in the game. But uh, I wasn't a fan of it. To me, it sounded like... Every song sounded like he was biting off a new artist, and that shit was just whack to me. So I, I completely didn't hate it, and lot, or I completely hated it. And Logic, you know that that's his, that's been his history. So coming into this, um, coming into this album, I was very skeptical because uh, Logic's two LPs, which I loved before, um, the Under Pressure and Incredible True Story, I liked them both a lot. Uh, but there wasn't much progression from Logic individually. There was a progression. In production and uh, and just Chris Clean, uh, just Chris Clean production overall was was stepped up in, in the second in the second LP, Incredible True Story. But um, overall, like as far as Logic performance wise, there wasn't much of a uh, progression. So between that and his awful Bobby Tarantino tape, I was kind of high <laughs> alert on this album. Uh, so so Will Gill, uh, how were you feeling jumping into this album? Yeah, uh, early on in Logic's career, I would say I was a very big fan of him. I used to love his mixtapes. I uh, discovered it on Dat Piff. Uh, they were just uh, one of the highest ranked out uh, mixtapes on there. So that's when I really started listening to him. I always thought his flow was nice. I always thought like this guy is technically like a really good rapper. He used to like flip um, old Tribe Called Quest records and talk about like picking up chicks on there. And I always thought like his style was pretty dope. But as a as a major artist, man, I'm not gonna lie. Every every album he's put out, like I I fell back on him a little bit. Uh, yeah. His last major project, the Incredible True Story, I wasn't really fucking with like the whole like spaceship story of like being in the future. I thought uh, he kind of leaned on the double time flow a little bit too much. It's like okay, we get it. Your flow is really crisp, but you know, let's switch it up. You know, let's let's be cool every now and then. I feel like Logic is just getting less cooler as the years go by. And uh, so, going into this album, I would say I was not excited. I yeah, wasn't feeling I it mean, at all. Yeah, to me, this was as a Logic fan, this was like a this is a a put up or shut up album for me. Uh, this was very uh, high stakes for me, and the album actually sold very well. It landed Logic a number one. I believe that was his first number one. I'm not entirely sure on that. I tried to fact check it before the pod, but I didn't find out if Incredible True Story or if uh, if Under Pressure went number one. I'm not sure either of them did. Maybe they did. But uh, it's all just, you know, going off of, of scores and everything, it's received uh, lukewarm reception from critics. Uh, 
Metascore has it at a uh, or Metacritic has it as score of 64, which would be which would be by far Logic's lowest album outside of uh, or well that includes uh, Incredible True Story and Under Pressure both being higher. But anyways, uh, anyways, let's jump into let's jump into the album now and uh, go ahead and we'll get, I'll let you start this off. So give me a track that you want to talk about on here. All right, Ben. Um, for me, it's kind of clear that this song is personally the best song to me on this album, and that's track number mm. 11, Anxiety. And uh, I really okay. just love the classy, airy vibe of this record. And shout out to Lucy Rose, man, because her vocals were super smooth on there. But the dopest thing is the production. Everything was like so dramatic and large, and it manages to be quiet when the song needs it to be, and it manages to be like loud in in your face when it needs it to be. And the transition between those two tones on this one song was flawless. So I just want to say shout out to production. They've been killing it for a minute. They've been carrying Logic for a while now, but uh, Logic on this record, I want to say. Uh, it's pretty dope. I like the way he attacks this record. First, you get Lucy uh, Rose with like a super relaxed uh, delivery sonically saying everything is fine. And then Logic comes in saying over and over that he's going to get in your mind. And sonically, that's when the song makes a shift tone-wise. And everything is like, it feels like you're having an anxiety attack. Like it's calm at one moment. You know, sit back, relax. Everything's fine. The next thing you know, it's like chaos. And that's like the coolest thing about this record that is trying to give you a sonic feel of like what anxiety is. And uh, that's pretty dope. I feel like Logic conquered that feeling on this song. And uh, track number 11, Anxiety, one of the best records on there. Yeah, um, I, I like I like what you said. I kind of I pretty much agree with everything you said. I thought it was uh, the song starts off incredibly smooth. Uh, just kind of like a luscious instrumental and then that beat switch is so just like grand and dramatic and you know and, and you said something too shout out to uh the production on this on this album as a whole uh that's probably something we'll say for overall discussion yeah. uh but but yeah uh the the production was amazing one of my favorite instrumentals on the album uh the beat switch like you said was flawless i totally agree with that and Logic and Lucy Rose both delivered amazing vocal performances. It's as simple as that. They uh, they tackled the subject very well. They played off of each other very well. Uh, everything fit. Uh, I I do want to. I'm curious on your thoughts. Uh, w- what was your thoughts of the breakdown when he has the kind of monologue at the end where it's just the spoken word of of his situation of anxiety? How do you oh. think that worked within the song and everything? Uh, for your first listen, I felt like it was a very good ride. But then, like, after that, it's like, I don't ever want to hear this story, like, again, really, because once you hear it, what is there to take from it? So I kind of, I I think it's kind of annoying that it's just attached to the back end of the song. Like, I wish it was just a whole separate track. That way, like, if I wanted to avoid it completely, I have that option. But I would say in an album full of talking, the talking at the end of Anxiety was probably the least uh, annoying and made the most sense out of the whole album. So I didn't mind it at all, but it's just kind of in the way eventually uh, yeah. after your first listen. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah, after the first like couple listens, it just kind of got like, you know, there's not much more to gain from it because it's very surface level. Uh, but uh, but over, overall, 
I like I like your point about it being the least annoying uh the least annoying spoken word because he does have that as kind of like a theme on this album a recurring theme if you will so that's something we'll save for later but if it's cool with you I'll, I'm ready to jump into my next track unless you have anything to say on anxiety all right yeah let's do it all right yeah so this is the one that I think is clearly the best okay uh, on this album and I think it's and, and you want to know what's interesting is you you are the first person of everyone I've reached out to that has said that the song I'm about to say is not the best song in the album sounds like everybody's is, wrong yeah <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me chris <laughs> that's what you're that's what you're here for that's what yeah. you're here for uh but yeah so the track is track six america okay that okay. shit is hard the chorus is hard logic produced it um actually which was which was interesting i found that out that he produced it which was which was surprising i didn't i it seems like he he was very involved in the production on this album which was awesome because i love the production on this album but uh not even getting to the production uh it starts with that like kanye west like like i don't know if you thought this but when i first heard when i first heard this i was like i was like when i first heard that bass line when fade. uh before the chorus comes in yeah fade exactly right like i was like i was like is is he sampling fade like <laughs> what's going on here yeah. and then ironically that turns out to be the song that he talks about kanye uh where he says you know basically basically that Kanye Kanye or Kanye is an amazing music legend but he doesn't fuck with his views politically because Kanye sides with Donald Trump um I don't know if that's still true I don't I think I think Kanye West since apologized or something I I don't know I don't keep up on Kanye's yeah. politics but um but but yeah that that was like a very interesting and and I noticed right before I quoted this and I sent it to Kalo because Kalo as everyone knows, is a big Kanye fan. Uh, so I sent it to him and a lot because Logic tweeted. He said, "He said I just want everybody to know before this album drops that I love Kanye West." And I was like, "Oh God, what's he doing here? God. Like, <laughs> like Logic what's going so on lame. here?" Can I just yeah, say that like, Logic is so lame, man. That like, was such a like. That was such a. That was such a half-ass thing. Like that was just a, such a like. Let me avoid all criticism possible. Yeah, you know? it's like he wants like, to be liked by everybody. It's like that's why I think this yeah. uh, album's called Everybody. It's like everybody like me. It's like come on, bro, <laughs> just, just take a stand. You know, put your nuts on the table. Yeah, and I I think that's like a huge problem of this album in general. But I'll save that. I'll save that for later. As far as the song goes. You know, you get an amazing Black Thought feature, an amazing Chuck D feature. No ID even comes out of rap retirement. Like this shit Stop. is just grand, and and I think that overall that um, the the hook is just so like rebellious and and just inf- confrontational in your face. And then on top of all that, Logic's second verse, the one he talks about Kanye, where he says, you know, uh. George Bush don't care about black people. Twenty seventeen and Donald Trump is a sequel. Best and I was line like, of the damn, album. Okay, like best line of the album. You got, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like I thought that was overall, and a lot of people, like I said, pretty much everyone I know uh, outside of you, which you've always been unique, Will, is <laughs> uh, everyone agrees with me that that is by far his best verse. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you think? Do you feel that? Um, 
see the reason I go I think Anxiety is the best song on the um on the album is just because like conceptually I feel like the album's tight all across the board like production's really good, logic's really good, Lucy's really good. The song as a concept record like is executed perfectly. So I think like that song is like pretty much flawless. But what I would say about America for me personally why I don't have it as my favorite song is that uh it's kind of hit or miss at some points for me. I I know you like the hook for it being confrontational, but for me like I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased towards logic. Like, I'm kind of starting to sound like a hater. But, like, to me, it's just, like, lame to just tell your uh, – say on the hook over and over that you really shit. Everything that you say is really shit. It's like, let me be the judge of that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> stop stop telling me that. Like, let me judge. But uh, rapping-wise, uh, I would say logic is uh, killing this record. I think the Black Thought verse, I would agree. To me, that's the best verse on the album. I, I, I got super excited when I saw the Chuck D feature as, on a song called America. It just makes, like, all the sense in the world. And uh, yeah. it, it also says it features Big Limbo, but I must have missed his verse or something. But I thought it was interesting that he added his homie on there because if you go down, like, the list, you have Black Dot, you have Chuck D, you have No ID, and you have Big Lindo, Limbo. And uh, I would say one of those is not like the other. It's like, <laughs> it's like pretty interesting. Just that leave one. it at that. Yeah, you know, w- one of these is different. And so... Um, one of sh- these is not a legend. <laughs> yeah, but shout out to uh, Logic, man. What a good friend put his homie on uh, a killer row of track. And uh, you, brought up, yeah. you brought up the No ID verse. And then for me, that's really when, like, the song begins to fall off. Like, the No ID at the end, I thought he really brought nothing to the track. I just wish he wasn't on there, like... No ID at the end. To me, he sounds like uh, uh, you ever walk by a homeless person that's like talking to himself and you kind of like catch a couple words. Like that's what No ID sounds <laughs> like on this record. He sounds like No ID sounds like he's struggling from post-traumatic stress on this uh, on this song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would agree. Like uh, No ID is on here. I don't think he's I don't think he's dope by any means on here. But uh, it was just it was just interesting. Like this was like. This was definitely set up to be like the grand song of the album, like the way with the features, with everything. Uh, and I just, I don't know, I, I really, I really dig the hook. I feel you, because lyrically, the hook leaves little to be, uh, little to desire, I guess you could say. Yeah. But o- overall, I think, I think the song features Logic's best verse of the album, uh, and the and by far, if you're including features. Uh, Black Thought gives the best verse of, of the entire album. So when you have like arguably two of like the best verses of the album, plus you have a nice chorus, uh, you know, and, and you have a Chuck D Black Thought, you know, like it's it's just you know it, it, it it's it's that's what makes it the best to me is it just seems like it seems like it's got uh, the best of of everything, and that's why that's why I rock with it. That is that is by far my favorite song and i will continue to play that for the rest of the year i actually like really really love that song yeah i'm definitely not mad at that it, overall it's a great record i'm just saying there is some flaws in there for me personally yeah that's fair uh that's fair like i said like you said earlier you're always right so i'll <laughs> yeah. toss it back <laughs> i'll toss it back to you man uh give me give me another track that you wanted to talk about all right yeah man uh i'm going to go into track number 1 hallelujah and I just like the energy okay. this song opens up the album with. I love uh, Logic's opening line where he said, made in the image of God with a blunt in my mouth and a bitch on the side. Like, I don't know about you, Chris Platty, but where I'm from, that's called picture perfect. 
Like that's how I want to live the rest of my life. <laughs> and I shout out the West. Shout out Will Gill and the rest of the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> and I I think this track has uh Logic's kind of best verse uh best rapping on the album like as a whole song. He drops bars like I run my city like the Wizard of Oz. And he has another line where he <laughs> says, uh, food, food for thought, yeah, that's pan with the butter. If you talk shit, you get hit up like what up? Like I'm like, okay, finally logic flexing, you know, not just being so PC. And uh, he had a bar where uh, he said that really fucked me up for a minute where he said it's obvious that the body is the cracker. And I said, oh, man. What an interesting yeah. observation. Like, it's still fucking me up right now. Like, I don't have much to say about that line besides, like, that's very interesting. And uh, yeah. and a breakdown in the middle of this track, uh, shout out to production again, is just oozing with energy. And uh, I think this song does a great job just starting the album off with just very good energy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. Um, it was a very interesting opening track. And... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That also uh, has attached to it the the opening skit that sets up the premise for the album, right? Oh, word. Yep. See, like, uh, yeah, I've, I've been listening to this album for so long that like I know when to skip the song. And I forget that most of these songs have skits just because after you yeah. third listen, there's no reason to listen to them anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'll tell you what, I I love that opening skit. <laughs> that that has one of the funniest lines of of like. I don't know. I don't know how to say this, but like in the history of skits and albums, it has it has one of my favorite lines of of all. And it's you know okay. So basically, the guy Thomas uh, dies in a crash, and he's talking to God, and he's like, uh, and, and, and he's like, "What about my family, man?" They're, and God's like, "Oh man, they're good. They're good. You're, you're good. You're good." It's like actually, your wife was cheating on you. And then he's like, "The bitch did what?" Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was a great line. <laughs> That sh- that shit that shit made me laugh the the entire time, and then like God's just trying to keep going on about you know the universe and everything. He's like, hold on, hold on, she cheated on me. Yeah, I'd be like, man, like, fuck that. We need to go haunt her. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, I no. need to go haunt somebody for a couple years. That that was so funny. He was just like, the bitch said what? <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah. So um, how? Yeah, and, and overall, it's just like I think I can sum it up as like. It's a very theatrical and theatrical opening to the album, right? Like, yeah, I like that. It it kind of, it really does set the tone, um, but yeah. So I think since you brought up Hallelujah, it's always it's only right that I bring up the closing track next, Africarian. Okay. And okay. so this is to me this is a very interesting closer. Uh, he he has one verse, but he keeps repeating the verse in different vocal tones to emphasize the theme. Which is interesting because, structure-wise and content-wise, I do I don't think it's his best verse on this album, but it is a good verse. It is a solid verse, so I'm not mad at it. And it, it and it's an interesting uh it's an interesting uh it's an interesting concept to just repeat a verse in different vocal tones to kind of emphasize it, and you kind of just pick up on different things each time you listen to it. That by the time you listen to a song two or three times, you know the the entire song because it's the same verse. Plus, it's you know the hook and everything, and it's it's just very interesting. I I know that uh, hip hop artists have done this before, so Logic's not the first to do it. In fact, I believe he shouted out uh, whoever it was that was that did it. But there was I believe a, a '90s rapper was famous for uh, doing it on one of his albums. I'm drawing a blank, and I know that fans are going to get on me, uh, and and I'm going to have to apologize <laughs> for for forgetting who it is. But uh, yeah, this 
it, it was dope to me. It was it was dope that he did that. Uh, the song features a skit which ties in all three albums, which I thought was really dope. Yeah, it ties that in was Talia. Tight. It ties in. It ties in. Uh, it ties in the incredible true story, which I don't know about you, but I. I I mean I th- I think I kind of know where you're going with this, but I I love the skits that he did and everything in Incredible True Story, uh, as well as this album. I think skit wise he's just he's good at skits, but the problem is that that seems to be his best quality. But uh, back to back to the song because I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up, and this is I think a very interesting talk uh, talking point. I want to hear your thoughts on this too, so uh, feel free to answer the skit question as well. But this, to me, the surprise Cole feature at the end is interesting because this whole album, Logic is talking about race a lot, and you know he's addressing his his race. But Cole does a verse on Logic's race, and what's interesting is Cole's verse grabs me the most, which is very telling and kind of sums up my whole thoughts for this album. That Logic himself can't really grab me; he doesn't go deep enough to grab me. But Cole has a line, you know, like, your mom, uh, like, I know your mom did you wrong, but her life was far from good. She gave you the best that she could, like... Yeah, your dad fell you know, into and, the and trap, like, you, know, the, you know, that stuff, like, it hits home way harder than when Logic is spitting it, and Logic is experiencing it firsthand, like, it's it's a weird thing. Yeah, it, yeah, I know, it's, it's so weird. So you agree with me that that was, as far as Logic speaking from a race perspective that that was the best verse or the most compelling verse uh, as far as logic as far as it goes with dealing with logic's race right yeah i and like i feel like cole like when i heard when i heard uh cole's verse that ended it when i stepped away from uh the whole album as a whole what i i took one line away from cole's uh verse where he said you know what logic fuck this black and white shit and and that's really why i feel like logic need to go like he need to go somewhere else with it because uh, it just seems like he's constantly trying to get deeper music, but it's just failing. Like he, it's like uh, if if uh, J Cole is facts, uh, Logic is alternative facts. That's what I feel like at this <laughs> moment. And it's like, and, and it's all it took was one verse for uh, Cole to summar- summarize this whole album. You know, like bring everything together. It only took J Cole one verse, and it took uh, it took Logic. Like thirteen songs and seventeen minutes of skits, and yeah. there's a problem there. I, yeah, that that's interesting, and, and that's definitely the problem I have with this album too. Is just logic; it's just so underwhelming. And you know, and, and I will defend logic for a second because I seen. Oh my god, it was the most Stan thing I have ever seen in my life. Like I thought. I thought Drake's stands were terrible. I thought Kendrick's stands were terrible. I thought Cole's stands were terrible. But this one particular Logic stand literally crunched the numbers on how many times Logic talked about race. And he was like, well, actually, it's only it's only been like 6.23% of his entire music. Like, oh, my God. But I was like, yeah, Fuck that nerd shit, no man. Shit. Just listen to but music. It, but it Fuck was, the nerd it shit. It was 80%. I know it was eighty percent of this album. Like that—that's <laughs> what this album was about. It and you know, it and look. Let, let, let's let's do it this way. Okay, Pusha T talks about drugs ninety-nine percent of his raps. Yeah, but you know what? He does it in different ways. So statistically, yes, Pusha T talks about drugs a lot, but he does it in different ways that makes it compelling yeah. and that always and that doesn't make it boring or stale. 
And that's that's where Logic fell short with me on this album was his race issue. I feel it. And I will defend Logic because Logic did not talk about race at all on his first two albums, even on Under Pressure, which I thought should have been and would have been a big talking point for him, but he chose not yeah. to do it. He said it like in passing uh, on a couple of songs if you want to like be nitpicky. Yeah. And, and and then on Incredible True Story, he has a one song, City of Stars, which is one of my favorite Logic songs ever, where you know he says, uh, I didn't talk about my race on the whole first album, but black versus white bullshit was still the outcome. That's the only time he addresses race <laughs> yeah. on that album. So, so for two albums, you don't address race pretty much at all, but to make... To make it centered around race, it was just, it was so, and I know we're jumping into overall thoughts now, so this is kind of transitioning to overall thoughts, but yeah, w- with this with this album, he he just did not grab me with his with his with his race, and and one thing I will say is that he he did he had this he had this moment where he was talking about I think it was on the end of Take It Back, yeah, where he's talking about you know. You didn't grow up in Section Eight with me, like blah blah blah. Like he's talking about struggle, but I was like, okay, like it's like, bro, most of and us. He grow talked up about broke. Be, he, most of us grow up broke. Yeah, it's like let's get a little bit more details. Like, like, like let's be clever with it. Don't just say, oh, I'm poor. I'm Section Eight. I'm half white. I'm half black. You don't know what I'm going through. Like, like let's let's get clever with it because a lot of people are dealing with this struggle. So if you want to be like yeah. one of the top rappers. Let's get into it. Let's let's not just scratch the surface and pretend like this is deep because it's not. Yeah, it's it's not deep at all, and and that's the thing is like you know he talks about uh you know I guess he was kidnapped. He even mentions that he was kidnapped as a kid. And it's or just something in passing. Like that. Well, like make make a song about yeah, it's it. It's literally just make in a passing. song about it. Like it's one line. Yeah. I was like, oh, he got kidnapped. Okay, and then like I guess we're not talking yeah, about exactly. this no more. Yeah, like I guess everything's good. Yeah, like, he seemed like I guess know. it's okay now. <laughs> yeah, and, but but no, like the whole black versus white. Like you know, he talks about the struggle of being hated by his mom. You know, his mom being racist, even though she's white, which is crazy. But like, but you know, why doesn't he? He should pull like a specific scenario. Like maybe one day they're in the grocery store and she just you know goes off on him or I don't yeah, know. Like can, I'm can just you making explain, up something. But yeah, can you explain how your yeah. mom's racist but is sexually attracted to black guys? Like that's very interesting. But all we get is yeah. my mom's racist, but she has but she has sex with black guys, and that's it. Yeah, like come on, and, man. and like okay, surface level, we all know that's fucked up. We yeah. all get it, but. It's not. It's not going any deeper yeah. than that, and that's why. That's why, even though it seems like, it it, it seems very. Uh, that's why it seems very one dimensional. That's why it seems like he keeps saying the same thing because he literally is. He's not expounding upon it. And I thought with the production of this album, it was very theatrical. It was strong. It was bold. It was empowering. But the lyrics and the content just did not match that level of production. Yeah, he's almost. You know, I. I go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I would say he's almost getting Go hurt ahead. by the production. That's how like big the gap is. Like the production is so large and great and very clean and like then it's just like I'm constantly listening to Logic being like, "Oh, that's okay." Which he's very like technically talented as a rapper, but the instrumental is just putting on such a show. I feel like Logic isn't meeting that standard of the production on this album. I yeah, I agree and you know I love the concept of race and religion, but it comes off as very surface level information, not much depth, uh, not much exploration. And, you know, 
and I and I don't want to accuse Logic of being this this rapper, but it's interesting that now when race and religion are like the selling points in hip hop again, like they've they've become over the last couple of years the selling point in hip hop again. It's become it's it racism and religion has you know sold in in hip hop recently uh, in the last few years. So I don't want to accuse Logic of jumping on that wave, but it seemed like it because Logic honestly doesn't really talk much about God, if at all, in his first two albums. Or and his mixtapes. all of a sudden, you know, yeah, or his mixtapes. I believe he has, you know, a song or two about God, but, you know, he doesn't he doesn't go in it. But now all of a sudden, you know, he's got an album about God. He's got an album about race. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to accuse him of that, but that's kind of how it comes off to me. Like to uh, uh and to expand on your point, when you told me that he did the production on America, I was the first thought that came to my mind was like, of course, because it has the one thing that sounds like it was taken from something else. It's the one instrumental yeah. that sounds like it was taken. And Logic has a long history of biting from his contemporaries. And when you told me that uh, America was also produced by Logic, I said, okay, here's another example of logic kind of biting from his contemporaries i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe you know you that's yours and you kind of you know it sounds similar but it's different but here's another example of why people say logic is constantly biting from his contemporaries yeah and and i think you brought up something very interesting which i will give him credit for because there are a few things to give logic credit for on this album number one is the production by far number two is I think from I think just looking at it from an outsider's perspective, I think that this is the least uh the least amount of biting he's had on an album. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah. I don't I, I I think this is the most original logic album and you know and and to me that kinda shows why it felt flat. Like to me the best moments of this album are when Logic's speaking and being personal about his struggle and going in depth. I do like his monologues in a few songs, but like I said, my issue is, you know, with the kidnap thing. Go in depth with that. Tie it tie it into tie it into race, tie it into religion, you know, or not even that story. Do a separate story. Do a story about, you know, you, we know your dad was a drug addict, but you know, go go like, you know, he's he's clearly logic clearly had a tough upbringing and he's got stories. Like why doesn't he dive in on those and and you don't that's what that's why like a lot of people love Cole and Kendrick so much is because with Kendrick and Cole there is nothing off limits. Anything that happened to them is fair game. Like with Kendrick, Kendrick goes, you know, real deep on, you know, to Ben Butterfly and everything and, and on Good Kid Mad City he has all these deep moments about, you know, about being in shootouts, about, you know, watching his friends die and everything and he takes you there. But Logic doesn't do that. Logic just says Logic would be if Kendrick Lamar, you know, made sing about me i'm dying of thirst if logic were to make that song it would just be it would just be uh my friend got shot yeah like that would be it you know and and, it won't even be a song it might just be a line i fall short (laughs) yeah it'll be a model it'll be a line of a monologue there might be a five minute skit (laughs) yeah yeah it might it might be a, a skit yeah so uh anyways i i think this album is reflective of his fan base though to me because it seems like it seems like this is for like those 14 to 18 year olds who are not yet fully aware of the real world so it's like it's like to them it's a very woke album but you know what 
but but like when you really look at it objectively it's not it's not as deep as it's portrayed to be and i don't want to i don't want to come i don't want to come that hard on logic because i like logic as a dude he seems like a very nice dude and it, i think he really is trying but i just think he's he's not he, like you said his his production has progressed dramatically over the years but logic himself has not he stayed the same rapper and like we all know you could rap but now the challenge is adding some substance to it yeah and you know I, I i do appreciate that you know he's trying to promote positivity peace and love and all these things but unfortunately his music is underwhelming and and if logic's music if if logic's music was as compelling as a cole as a kendrick I mean, this guy would be world-renowned and, and revered because from a surface level, he's a very lovable person. He's a very, you know, he's a, like I said, he promotes the peace, love, and positivity. Yeah. And, and if his music could match that, if his music could match that and go in depth with that, and people could connect to Logic the person more, then he would he would be, you know, people would, he, people would talk about him all day long, every day, the same way they do Kendrick, the same way they do Cole. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but it's like, but it's because he's constantly taking cues from Kendrick, Cole, and his contemporaries. It's like if he just did his own shit, like you could promote positivity and like good energy music without having to talk about race, without having to like have these god concepts. Like, like why are you doing this? Like, especially when your catalog previously is so drastically different. So it makes me feel like you're doing it because that's the wave. I want to give the man the benefit of the doubt, but it, it, it's very hard. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So you ready to jump into uh, – do you have anything to add on overall before you go into your rating and favorite tracks, or, or are you ready to do that? Uh, one quick point. I would say – Yeah, go for it. I would it. say one thing – that I struggle with Logic on this album with is like I, I feel like we're shitting on him a lot, but it's just like I think it's just positive criticism. I just feel like everything he did yeah, was so heavy-handed on this album. Like uh, Africarian, the the last song you brought up, when like the song is pretty much his experience of being half black, half white, right? And like how uh, how and he's telling us his experience of being black and white, and uh, I'm half. I'm half white, I'm half Tongan. My dad that raised me is black. And I grew up in the hood, so I went to school with uh, mainly black people and uh, Mexicans, right? And so I feel like when he's talking about struggling with uh, ethnic identity, like I should be the person that could relate to what he's saying. But that song specifically, Africarian, just misses me completely. Like I'm just like, it wasn't that bad, player chill like why are you being so heavy-handed about it like yeah we look a little different we're like ethnically confusing to look at but it's really like it ain't the end of the world and so and and like i feel like that's the way he tackles race issues that's the way he tackled like kind of depression on this album like everything is so heavy-handed and i think that's why people walk away from this album and say i don't know what what was going on but it just sounds like logic's uh just reminding us that he's black over and over like that's not what he did on this album, but he's so heavy-handed with everything. I could see how somebody could walk away from this album and feel like that. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. That's a that's a great point. Is that is that it is heavy-handed. He, you know, the, like I said, the the production is very dramatic and, and grand, 
and, and it seems like Logic's trying to match that energy-wise, but the content is just not there. It, he, it could be, you know, if he were to go in depth, like I said, I mean, I'm sure he's got some compelling stories that we haven't heard that will that could, you know, make us really connect with Logic. And, you know, like, like I still say to this day, one of my favorite songs by Logic is Nicki. Like, I connect with that the most, not that I smoke cigarettes or anything, but like he it's his most personal when he's talking about you know being in love with nicotine and everything and and you know it it's it's like that's that's a real personal moment he gets very personal on that song it's like he i need more songs like nikki yeah i need more songs like nikki to grab to grab logic to grab a hold yeah. of logic I, so. and i think what makes nikki yeah that's that's awesome. And what point. I think what makes Nikki tight is that it has the complexity that this album lacks. Like Nikki, he talks about like struggling, yeah. like wanting it, even though he knows it's bad. So that's that complexity. But on this album, it's literally like it really does feel like at times he's like, I got the Aryan in my blood and I I got the slave slave in my blood. But like things are not that, you know, black and white to, you know, not no pun intended, but there's no complexity at all when it comes to his race issues on this album. Yeah. All right, so you ready to jump into overall yeah. ratings and favorite tracks and get yeah, out of yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right. All right, let's do it because I feel like we've been kind of going at Logic hard, <laughs> but you know, it's been all it's been all relatively it's been positive criticism like you and I neither of us let's establish that neither of us hate logic you know and and he seems like he seems like to me that kid that's trying but it's just like ah you're trying i appreciate the effort but it's just not yeah. that good like uh but yeah so i'm i'm giving it a five out of ten uh my favorite tracks off here are america and anxiety and africarian and uh go ahead will gill what is your rating and favorite yeah, tracks uh so on hip-hop review podcast we do lettering uh i'm not sure what five out of ten correlates to but i would give this album a d a out of f uh i just feel like logic is really missing the only reason i kind of don't give this album just a complete fail because honestly i don't fuck with this album at all it's just the production is just so good that on you could just listen to it and appreciate how good production is on here and uh killer mike Great, uh, great talking by Killer Mike. I just want to throw that in there. Uh, yeah, I I went to church yeah. for about two minutes when Killer Mike is speaking. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- that was great uh, talking about. We talked about spoken word, spoken word. Sorry, but that was that was a great spoken word moment. Uh, that was that was a really great moment. Uh, yeah. So you said uh, you said what were your favorite tracks uh, again? Confess, everybody, uh, anxiety in America. Okay. Okay, I dig that. All right, so yeah, overall, and you gave it a what? A, a, a D. D. So that's a six out of ten. Okay, so yeah, so six out of ten. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool with me. <laughs> I'll I'll respect word, that. Word. Um, so all right, well, Gil, uh, go go ahead and go ahead and do that plug talk because you guys do amazing work, and like you said, uh, you you guys beat me to the punch with with reviewing this album. But you know, I'm glad I could lock you in for this. I'm glad you love this album so much to talk about it twice. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, I would say I was like, man, you know, because the things I said on this podcast are similar to the things I said on my podcast. I was like, man, I feel bad because the Logic seems like such a good dude. He's technically talented, like you can't deny that. And it was like, man, here comes two episodes where I just straight up kind of not say the best things about him. So I feel <laughs> bad, but uh, but hey, Platy uh, gave me that ring, and I had to come. 
And uh, if you guys want to find more of me, just search uh, Hip Hop Review Podcast. We're pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts at, uh, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, Just Google Hip Hop Review Podcast and we'll pop up. Yeah, man. I'll put a link in the description because they are they are dope. They are the homies. Like I said, I was I texted Will Gill this. I think it was today where I was like, yo, like I was a fan of their podcast before my podcast was even, you know, where it's at now was was even getting the success that it's getting now. Like I was literally a, a fan looking at them like like, wow, they're doing great content. So it, it's crazy, man. It's crazy to like. Like it's it still trips me out that we that we legit talk to each other because like I literally was like on on some like fan shit when I first when I first found your guys's podcast like yeah, that's now crazy. we homies what a time to be yeah, alive now we homies now we <laughs> what a time to be alive man all right well uh, thank you for coming on as always uh, follow me on Twitter though everybody not Will not talking <laughs> to Will Will already follows me. Everybody follow me on Twitter at Real Chris Platty. That's Real Chris Platty, C H R I S P L A T T E. If you don't know how to spell real, don't follow. <laughs> and on iTunes, leave a review. Support your boy because that is what happens. And remember, ChrisPlatty.com coming in June, plus launching video podcasts on YouTube and iTunes, as well as uh, my audio, my audio podcast will still be on Podbean and iTunes, as well as I'm expanding to SoundCloud. Google Play, Stitcher. I'm going to be everywhere podcasts allow me to be. I'm going to be there. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And ChrisPlatty.com will be your one-stop destination where you will be able to watch everything that I uh, watch or listen to any podcast that I've ever done or ever will do in any format uh, on, on any on any service, on any platform as well as it will incorporate my Facebook and my Twitter right there. So it will literally be a one-stop, one-shop destination. Shout-out to John Adams, who's helping me create it, because it will be it will be a place that will have everyone able to follow me, and everyone will everyone will be able to go to chrisplatty.com and know exactly what I'm up to. And I might even uh, do some... Do so. I have some experiments I'm planning with chrisplatty.com, so be sure to check it out when it drops. I'll give you guys a date. Uh, when we're ready to announce a date. But thank you, Will, for coming on the podcast, man. It's great talking to you, and um, I hope to see yeah, you soon. Yeah, it was fun. Man. Platty hot a man. Platty hot a man. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Shout out to West Coast and, the, and Will Gill and Hip Hop Review Podcast for coming on. Thank you. <laughs>